We're recording. We're recording live. Hello and welcome to Recording Live. I am Dexter and with me as always is... It's me, Matt. It's Matt! Yay! Um, <laughs> and yeah, I guess to start things off, we are going to be talking about Army of the Walking... No, Army of the Dead. Uh, we're getting really convoluted with uh, zombie movie titles these days, if they have to have the word dead in them i guess um of the dead or of the dead stuff like that because i mentioned it to my mom and no no who did I, I mentioned it to my boss and he was just like oh the that old bruce campbell movie i'm like no that's, that's <laughs> evil dead and army of darkness <laughs> army of darkness is i think what he was confused with but yeah um anyway yeah so we'll be talking about that and uh before that though you can head over to our website recordinglivepodcast.com Find all the links to where you can stream this, I guess. Uh, find all our social medias. Um, you know, talk to us there about what we say today about the movie. We might mention, I guess, you and or send you a sticker if you talk to us, please. Um, other than that, you can also find a link to our merch site where you can get uh, mugs, I believe, shirts and stickers right now. Um, so that's that. Uh, other than the movie, what have you been up to, Matt? Well, <laughs> uh, let's see. What what have I done? I act well. Well, after uh, not only watching uh, Army of the Dead, I also put in the other night Zack Snyder's first film, which was the 2004 remake Dawn of the Dead. So I rewatched that. I hadn't seen that I... for quite a few years, and uh, that is probably his most competent film before this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, he did I like 300. I find 300 fine, just very slow. Yeah, I, we have talked about that before now that I think about it. Um, yeah, and I don't dislike Watchmen. Watchmen's just very long. And oh, I forgot that he did the Watchmen, yeah. Oh, he's done a bunch, yeah. He did Legend of the Guardians, which was a CGI yeah. film. And was... I never saw that. I own Sucker Punch. I've never watched it. And then, yeah, I, then it was yeah. a string of DC films. Yeah. And... Uh, so I watched Dawn of the Dead, and yeah, I kind of keep forgetting about how kind of fun that film is. It's quick. It's written by James Gunn. And yeah, right. It, it's enjoyable. I I'm like, yeah, this is this is one of the most like best zombie films. It really is. Mm. Um, my HBO Max expired last Sunday, mm. and just by coincidence, I just looked it up, at thinking like, oh. That's probably gone by now, and so I looked it up and said, "Oh, it ends today." Mm. All right, better watch some DC films that I never <laughs> saw. So I watched Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. Yes. How did you feel about those? I liked Wonder Woman for the most part. I yeah, didn't like huh. the last third of it. Like I didn't like the final act of it. I thought it was. Oh bad. yeah, that was a really bad final act. Other than it, that, it it's really a really does. strong movie. Yeah. Yeah, the first two thirds is really good, and yep, then yep. it just kind of falls apart for me. Yeah. And then I watched Wonder Woman 1984, and I ended up turning it off 15 minutes before it ended and taking a nap just because I was so <laughs> bored with it. Oh. It's a mess. It's a yeah, it's a I mess. We, I don't know if we talked about it on here. No, I, neither. Of I don't know that we need when we to. DC discussion. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand, it's got a lot of issues. I, I don't have any immediate 
um, plans to watch that movie. Yeah, it took I, me six I, months after it came out to finally watch it, and it was only because it was my final HBO Max day. Otherwise, yeah. I would never have watched either of those movies. Yeah, I'm guessing that I'll probably end up watching them at some point in the future if my kids ask me to uh, when they're much older. <laughs> uh, which is understandable. Lee owns Wonder Woman 1984, and he still hasn't watched it. He says yeah. that... Uh, he doesn't have a real interest to see it. The, t- yeah. the, t- the time has moved on, but his yeah. daughter loved the first Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and she was really excited to see the new one, but her excitement kind of faded away. And yeah. so he just hasn't bothered to watch it. And I was like, well, you can just watch it if you want. And he's like, I just don't really care to. Yeah. And, and that, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched those and yeah, it was like, oh, this is this 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 is lame this one is really long and it's really lame. it's very colorful i'll give it that but yeah um hmm. it, it has yeah it's like four movies just crammed into two and a half hours so it was kind of exhausting to just and but yeah wow. by the end i was just like i'm not invested in this whatsoever i'm gonna go take a huh. nap the so the second movie like it feels like four like they're trying to cover like four movies yeah it felt, it's just like it just felt like four movies there's so many plots Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it's just a it's a messy film. It really is. Pedro Pascal's really good in it. I mean, everybody has a good performance in it. It's just who, the story is just meh. Who is Pedro Pascal in that? Max Lord. Okay, I'm not familiar with that character. I guess neither am I. He's uh he's very much playing Donald Trump in the film. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's an oil tycoon and. Okay. But the thing is, there's no villain in the movie really. Like there's no concrete villain. Really? Yeah, there's there's Max Lord and there's Cheetah, but yeah, right. they're both kind of victims of circumstances. So right. there's not really a villain in the film really. So it's it, it's like, eh, whatever. Man, uh, I'm looking I'm looking at this picture of I'm guessing it's Pedro Pascal as Max Lord. That does not look like Pedro Pascal. He looks very different. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he's a wonder woman villain i don't know anything about him but yeah, yeah. why well, yeah i don't know anything about any wonder woman characters really uh just cheetah to me and that's it just because that's her that's, that's her main villain yeah yeah that's her zod that's her red skull and stuff like that so yeah yeah hmm. i also watched something else okay here we go uh i'm not proud of myself <laughs> Okay. I'm not proud I did this. So Lee and I like to send each other stuff. Uh, I would I wouldn't say inappropriate, but it is very inappropriate. It's the memes that we don't send our group chat. And okay. I'm glad I'm not I, part of that. Yeah. I've had to. Well, you have been unfortunately, and I've had to oh. tell Lee several times. You can't send <laughs> that stuff to Dexter. No, <laughs> you have to send that stuff to me. Like. like okay. If so it gives you a smirk. Yeah, you okay. need to just send it to me. Don't send it to the group chat because they're not. They're... He sent some weird stuff. I'm glad you talked to him about it. <laughs> Say it many times. Yeah. Well, uh, I sent him a reel on wow. Instagram and it was of an anime. It was an anime girl's like face. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a montage of all these weird, creepy faces. I didn't know what it was, but it made me laugh. So I sent it to him. Uh-huh. And but then I was like, what is this? I have to know. Yeah, an anime called Don't Toy With Me, Miss Negatoro. And okay. I was like, what is this? So I looked it up 
And it's a new anime. It came out in uh, February and I don't want April and I don't watch anime yeah. uh, except for like a very small amount. And <laughs> it's also a manga. It's a web manga. So okay. and so I was like, OK, that's interesting. So I looked it up. What's about? And I was like, how does this exist? <laughs> like, how does this exist in 2021? Yeah. And I watched the series It was like six episodes. The seventh episode just came out. <laughs> so <laughs> it's about a boy named uh noto uh he's an otaku do you know what an otaku is did we talk about this before i don't know it's like the ideal protagonist no 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 an otaku is an outsider oh okay Uh, it's someone who doesn't conform to tradition they're very negatively viewed in japan they're pretty much what but they're praised in america he's anti-social he's a he's a heavy introvert Mm -hmm. and He's a sophomore in in, in school, mm. and he likes he plays video games. He draws he um he draw uh, he draws his own manga and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he comes across a girl named Nag- Nagatoro, who is a very pretty, popular girl. Mm-hmm. And the entire thing is her torturing and tormenting him, and just doing all these like sexual innuendos at him. Okay. Yeah. So it just sounds like a remake of Fooly Cooly. No, no, it's way different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's it's borderline where I think I got through like the first or second episode and said, this is pretty much porn, but without okay. the porn. Okay. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like really Fooly weird. And I'm just watching it going, but I'm like, how is this? How does this exist in this era? This is weird. And. I was like, this is incredibly inappropriate, especially of high school kids. Right. And here's the thing. I watched the whole thing. It was like six episodes, six, seven episodes. So it was just an evening thing because mm-hmm. I was fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. It's actually really genuine. Like she torments him and tortures him. Mm-hmm. He starts developing feelings for her mm-hmm. and she starts developing feelings for him. Naturally. Yeah, where she it, it is literally like high school boy fantasy. Right. Yeah. It really it is. Like. It yeah. Lo- yeah, it sounds like every high school nerd's fantasy life. And mm-hmm. uh, that's what threw me off so much. But yeah, it's like her friends discover this and they start tormenting him too, but then they start noticing that she secretly likes him. Mm-hmm. So they start helping to try and keep them together and stuff like that. Oh, and okay. I, I'm like this is incredibly inappropriate. Like this is like <laughs> this is like stereotypes times ten. Yeah. Huh. But it's also very heartwarming and genuine in the same way, in the same right. And I was yeah. like, this is different. So I looked up the manga and I read like a chapter of it, and I was like, wow, it's pretty faithful, and the art's pretty faithful. Hmm. But yeah, it, it was. Uh, it went from me just sending Lee something that I thought was funny to me like yeah. spending an evening watching the whole thing, and I send it to like a couple of friends of mine who they live off anime, yeah. and I sent them like a screenshot of me of it, and I was like, "What the hell am I watching?" <laughs> and they all instantly knew what it was. That's funny, huh? Yep. So, yep, that was uh, that was my Thursday night. <laughs> So yeah, that was uh that was a thing. Other than that, not a whole lot. Just working mainly, just because it's the holiday week. We're doing this before oh, Memorial. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Been working a lot, and that's about it, really. I haven't been really doing anything else. Um, mm-hmm. 
doing a little drawing here and there, but primarily it's just been work, work and just like catching up on some shows to watch and things like that. Yeah, that's cool. I guess. How about yourself? Um, pick it up a little bit of woodworking. Uh, I ha- I got a commission, like my first, I guess, commission. Um, my wife's uh, like best friend, I guess, is getting married, so they are doing uh like instead of a signature book i guess uh they're having people sign jenga pieces so i'm making a box to put the jenga pieces into so they just wanted like a really nice container for it um so that's fun uh i actually i got to go buy because i have not bought purchased any like wood to work with i've just been like building well yeah you're not a millionaire right yeah it's getting ridiculous so uh i can't even I think I spent eighty dollars on four pieces of wood um, that <laughs> aren't really that big. It, it was ridiculous because I think for the what I the wood I got it was like ten 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 ninety nine maybe uh, for per uh, board square foot. And that's just insane. I mean, from when I like first started, which it was already like a, a, uh, inflated by like three hundred percent from a year before that. Like this is just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, uh, that was, it was nice to be able to like go get some wood and actually like work on a project. Cause other than that, I just been kind of like looking at the scraps that I have and just trying to figure out like dumb little things to build. I'm building like another hammer just with scraps, like just gluing them together at the weird angles that they are at. Um, which is kind of making a cool looking hammer, I guess, but it's not like I need another hammer. It's just all I can really make with what I have. Um, but yeah, so that that's that was nice to kind of get back in the garage and work on something. It, it's funny how like actually refreshing, I guess, or how much like um how relaxing it is to do woodworking for me, especially since like I've never really done it before this year, and so it's not like it's something I'm you know that I've ever done that much of. Like I've usually turned to video games to like for relaxation, and now it's like I don't even care to play video games as much. Um, it's actually way more relaxing to go do woodworking. So that's, I thought that was interesting. I get Uh, that way with my photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. Um, it's stressful when you do it, but the outcome is very, is very nice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice to have something that you can look at and know that it's complete and that you did it. Yeah. Whereas like with video games, I mean, I feel like it's more just depressing to finish a game, like, which is a, an actual like psychological thing that they've studied uh, it's the same thing with finishing like a book you, you get like a minor depression because like you spent so much time with it and now it's done um oh, like God, what does that say about me then you're not depressed about re- finishing book games i books? start over yeah well i mean there's that i get i just I go back and i'll rewatch the movie i'll rewatch yeah. a show i'll re I'll, I'll reread a book but yeah other than that <laughs> I'm trying to think what else I've even done. Um, oh, I've gone back into work, so I'm working in the office again. Um, and that was exhausting, like just mentally, like just being around people again. Um, I just, I don't know, like because just I was home by myself every day for a year. Dexter uh, became an otaku, and now he doesn't know how to re-enter society. Kind of. Uh, I mean, I've no, I've, I'm. <laughs> I'm hyper aware of like in being in like conversations with multiple people 
and just like I realize that like I shut down and I just kind of stand there and I don't interact anymore. Um, and it, it got it's gotten better this like last week as opposed to the week before. Like the week before though, like just the end of the day, I think it was just like the noise because like I'm in a I'm in a whatever an open office, so like everyone, like I can hear everyone in the office essentially, uh, like all day. And I think it just kind of. I don't know. It was wearing. I don't know exactly why. Cause, but just, I don't know that first week by Friday, like I just felt like I couldn't get enough sleep. Like my brain just wasn't taking it. And so Friday I was just, it was rough, um, to get through. And, and that's why I guess last weekend being able to do the woodworking, just as soon as I got done, uh, putting something together, uh, and like finished a project, I just, I felt great. And then last week, just it went a lot better i i'm i think like by friday again i was a little extra drained but not nearly as bad so i think i'm back to the where i was being able to be extroverted again maybe we'll see <laughs> um but other than that no i i uh i was able to find some time to watch the movie that we are going to talk about um spending more time outside since it's been nice i guess just because it's been raining so much, but that's about it. You want to talk about the movie? Yeah, let's talk about the movie. So we talked about the trailer a while back, and uh, it finally came out, and the movie is uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. This is a movie that's been in production for 14 years. Yeah, that's crazy. It came, yeah. uh, Zack Snyder's always been talking about this, even after he did Dawn of the Dead, that he wanted to do a sequel Uh, or a film in the similar tone and form as his Dawn of the Dead, which this is a heist movie uh, that's in Vegas. And the original premise was a father in Las Vegas who tries to save his daughter from the imminent death of zombie-infested world. That's Mm -hmm. not the plot of this film, though Mm -hmm. there are elements there. It stares Dave Bautista. He has a daughter. He is a mercenary that helped with the evacuation of Vegas when the outbreak happened. So and that was his job? Yes. Yes, he's well, a former military uh so he's a former soldier but he was a uh he became a mercenary. Okay, cuz that's the, what I theorized when we talked about this originally. Okay. And that kind of, I mean that fits cuz he has a weird relationship or a bad relationship with his daughter and it, it, that I mean the, if he's a mercenary then that would suggest that he probably wasn't home a lot. No, that's in the movie. He well, was, no, yeah, I mean, they very, he was it. very family oriented, but when he killed his wife, he shut himself off from his daughter because she he yeah. thought she blamed him for it. Yeah, 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 and well, but she, but the, yeah, there's that, but then like, why? I guess I I don't understand exactly why she shut him out. She, she, uh, because, uh, I, I, I okay, I just watched this before we started this. They're yeah, okay. Cool and when Dexter called, um. I did a refresher on it. No, she talks about that where she hate after he did that, he thought she hated him for doing for putting down his wife, her mom. Yeah. She hated him because after he did that, he shut himself off from her. So it was just bad communication on their both parts. Yep. Yep. He needed him. He needed her. But they both thought that they hated each other for it. Right. Okay. Anyway, moving on. So, so this takes place a couple – it takes place like a, a couple years after the outbreak. And yeah. the owner of a casino hires him 
to put a team together to break into uh, the casino, uh, the casino's vault, and steal two hundred million dollars, which he can keep a quarter of it. And so the whole movie is them. It's a heist film. It's Ocean's Eleven with zombies, essentially. Yeah, but they have uh, so many hours, or like like three days, give or take, before. Well, before they like when it starts, it was like ninety some hours when he first talked to Batista. Yeah. And then by the time they get around to it, they had a full 24 hours, uh, yeah, to get in and out. Yes. And, and, so, yeah. yep. and at one point, when when Batista calls him and accepts, uh, is it Tanaka? Yes, his name is Tanaka. Yeah, he, like, turns around and looks at a bunch of guys with just generic-looking military colonel outfits. Yes, uh, so clearly there's something going on that involves the military. There's so many layers to this film. There and is, I never yeah. knew this until Dexter finished it yesterday and was texting me. And I said, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. It's not getting touched on. Little did I know that there have been a bunch of interviews with Zack Snyder and yeah. videos pointing out all these little Easter eggs. And for the record, whenever a movie comes out that's popular... There's hundreds of YouTube videos going Easter eggs. Did you know? Did you see? Yeah. And I don't watch those because they're all hot garbage clickbait. Usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little did I know that for this movie, all of those uh, videos are kind of on the nose with a lot of stuff. in this. Yeah. Film. And when well, Dexter it's... texted me, you said, did you see the UFOs? And I said, what are you talking about? There's no UFOs in this. Yeah. And, and you I confirmed had it that there my... are. I had it on my phone. So after you told me, yes, there were at the beginning, I was at work. I pulled my phone out and watched the opening, like the first two minutes. And I saw those and I went, yeah, what? Just light flashing by. Yeah. yeah there's two hovering lights in the background and then they go to warp speed. And I yep. was like, what the hell? And when I got home that night, I watched a bunch of interviews with Zack Snyder and I watched some of those Easter egg videos and yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> weird stuff that he put in and then, yeah. And people oh, noticed and he confirmed like, yeah, that's a thing. He confirmed like, most of it. And it's yeah, like, the other one that was surprising is that there's uh, zombie robots. I know. <laughs> I thought that was bullshit. And then I, yeah. then I saw this interview where he says there's zombie robots in it. And at my yeah. response again, what? <laughs> well, and I remembered I was wa- when I was watching it, I noticed one of them, like his face, like they blew off uh, Zombie's face. That's so and, quick. I thought that was just like the eyes glowing that was reflecting on yeah. like bl- gore. That's what I assumed too. And then when I saw the head, or I, I just saw, yeah, like a, I think I, I went through a blog post about just all these Easter eggs. I was like, it was a robot. It was a robot. Was That's the thing. Yeah. And then Snyder talks about it in an interview. So. The movie's a heist film. Yeah, sorry. It goes sour. Um, and there's there's two very distinct groups in this movie. There are the mercenaries that are doing this heist. Yep. And then there's the zombies, and there's two types of zombies. There's the regular ones they call shamblers, which are traditional, uh, like, George Romero-esque zombies. Not totally George Romero, because oh, fights turn you into a zombie, and George Romero just dying turns into a zombie but and then there's the alphas which are fast thinking 
coordinating zombies. They can't speak, but they actually yeah. have. They can speak with each other. Like they yeah. understand like the screams. Yeah, they they have their own language, but it's not like a dialect or anything like that. Yeah. And there's a hierarchy system, and yeah, they have a leader of it called his name is Zeus. Yeah. Which and he models himself after the statue of Zeus outside the Olympus. There's some players to that too. And yeah. uh, which and he's the first one. So he's the he's one that's the, the one that was like Yes, they leave Area yeah. fifty one. The convoy hits uh, a couple that just got married on the road. The this super zombie escapes and then he in he he's it's right next to Vegas and so yeah. He causes the outbreak in Vegas. This is an end of the world esque. They managed to wall off Vegas with cargo containers. Yeah, which is and oddly quick. Yes, well, boy, <laughs> we'll, I don't know. We'll I guess that's that. what the mercenaries in the military were primarily doing was probably keeping the bo- keeping the city contained for the most uh, part. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I guess. Yeah. So there's this whole kingdom in Las Vegas with these super zombies, mm-hmm. and. Ah, uh, boy, there's so many things about this. So there's, like I said, there's a leader. His name is Zeus. Mm-hmm. He he's smart. He can he puts he wears like a forged like I don't know what this thing was. It's a helmet that protects his head from gunshots and stuff. Yeah. But he dresses like Zeus mm-hmm. because he's actually a god. Well, essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is. This these zombies, these super zombies, they're kind of theorized to be like the next evolution of humanity, like another step mm-hmm. where they're practically immortal. They're yeah. like they are like higher up than we are. So they are essentially gods. Yes. And we treat them that way to go in there and look around, which regular zombies will probably come after you. These super zombies if you offer them a sacrifice, they will let you come into the city and pillage it for an X amount of time, essentially. But yep. if you run into them again, they're probably going to take you. Yeah, so. I didn't. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I guess I didn't make the connection between the sacrifice and noticing that he was dressed up as Zeus. I didn't even realize he was called Zeus until I was uh looking at the, the credits but yeah later. he stares yeah. up at the zeus statue and stuff like that. yeah i noticed i noticed that and so i yeah. assumed that like he was going to start dressing like zeus then and then i noticed later he was yes uh, and his home is olympus the, the, yeah the olympus there's uh, a lot of like hotel. elements that these things are gods to humans yeah. now and yeah, yeah we okay we offer but, them tribute yeah and then his queen who is the one who comes and picks up the tribute First of all, she's his queen, and she yes, even dresses. Queen. Yeah, and she even dresses up as you would expect, I guess. Um, I don't know what she's supposed to be like a show dancer, I guess. Well, I mean that's where she got her clothes, but she's I also think, I don't think she, fancier I, than any of the other zombies are. So well, I, I, just, I think she is a show dancer. I think that's the thing. Like she's in, she was a dancer in Vegas. She didn't like put on new clothes or anything like that. I believe that's just what she was. Oh, see, I kind of gathered that she dressed that specific way. Oh no, I think she was just just an because Zeus was girl true. that he infected, and she became his okay. Queen. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because there's like zombie Elvis and stuff like that in this. Right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, what's implied because they're they're pretty dirty and stuff like that. It's not like they they do yeah they don't clean their themselves clothes or anything like that. I believe that yeah she's you know, she was like a show dancer or something. She was a showgirl. Okay. 
in all, well, in all the the alphas or the super zombies, like I noticed that they pretty much all have just permanently red stained hands. Yeah, probably from just eating people and stuff like that. Yeah, that is something. There is some detail where, like, yeah, and uh, yeah, pretty much this guy Zeus. If he bites you, you become a super zombie. But if a super zombie bites you, you just turn into a regular zombie. Yeah. And so they offer sacrifices. They'll kidnap. They'll kidnap people, and he will turn you into one of his armies, like one of his legitimate and uh, his, you know, his soul, his own soldiers that obey yeah. him. Right. And oh man, like this, the, uh, my brain kind of broke because at one point the queen is killed, mm-hmm. and he rips open her womb and pulls out a baby. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I find that interesting. Um, I thought it was. I don't under like. There's an. There's an. Uh, there's a zombie baby in Dawn of the Dead too, and it just that's left what me I heard, like. Yeah. I was like, what is God? What's X? This is. I mean. Doing? babies this is a little different i guess just because i think like, he knocked her up well I yeah her. i think he i think they created that baby i don't think she was pregnant when she died right because, right that, i mean the embryo is too small if they'd been there for two years well I mean, yeah she wouldn't be pregnant well so. if you're a zombie nothing changes internally technically oh i body. suppose so but, but the, ba- the, the baby was clearly alive and then died yes and this is the thing is I've seen these people talk about this online too. Uh-huh. These alphas, uh-huh. they're not actually dead. Like, yeah, well, that's what I, I guess that's I kind of what's implied. They are actually living again. Like they do, unlike zombies that come back and are the undead and it just takes yeah. a headshot. Like none of their, like they can move and stuff, which does, which nobody understands. It's like brain. Their brain is still. Like, there's electrodes still happening in the brain that allows movement and stuff like that. But it's very implied that, like, your internal system, your internal organs and stuff are still functioning as an alpha. And it's right. like, what but, the which hell is, is this? I think that's one of those things, too, you can't think about too much. Because, like, they've all been shot, like, a ton, and they're still running. Like, you have to shoot them in the brain still. Yeah, you still got to give them a headshot. Um, but, and, like, what... I don't know. I, I feel like this is the point at which you just can't think too hard because yeah, it's, the, it's the point in like Rick and Morty uh, episode where they're seeing all this chaos happen and Rick goes, don't think about it. Yeah, because <laughs> well, just because like what have they been eating? Like there's so many of them. Like, do they go eat the shamblers or I wondered that. I guess that I would make sense. They do. Um, and then I mean, but then like, how are the shamblers not completely rotted away? Like, what are they how are they not? Well, here's the thing. They do talk about at one scene that it's not really living people that zombies go for. It's just war. It's just warm flesh because they put a hand in a microwave. Yeah, uh, that was funny. It makes me wonder in the hundred degree desert if they were just eating themselves. Oh, yeah. And there is a disappointment, though, because when they enter, they, they reenter Vegas to do the heist. Mm-hmm. There's just corpses everywhere, and they make a mention and say these were all the shamblers. You should uh, see the, the ones that didn't go away. They yeah. get back up, and it's well, like, oh, that'd be cool joke. to see. That would have been so cool to see. That, it doesn't happen in the movie. Yeah, I, well. I, I, I 100% expected that to happen. Even though it came off as a joke when she said it, and even you could tell, like, what? Because Dieter, uh, possibly the best character in the whole movie. Possibly, not necessarily, but uh, he's the guy that was hired to crack the safe. 
so he like isn't great at anything and he seems maybe the most uncomfortable with the like best at safe cracking you take that back okay you know that's what he's good at but like when it comes to like fighting <laughs> zombies he's in oh he's never seen one yeah yeah and so that's what the joke like so she says like yeah when it rains they come back to life and he's like really and i don't think she's joking well, but then you hear somebody else scoffing as if like, come on, Dieter, it's a joke. I don't think that's what it is. Well, but then the thing is, is I was completely expecting it to happen then to like kind of shove it in the face of whoever was scoffing. And I, uh, I, yeah, I was really hoping that was going to happen and it didn't. I don't, well, uh, I don't think she was joking because she wasn't a joking character and she no. was also kind of heavy on being an honest person. Yeah. So Which, I think she I, was just being real of like, no, these things will come back. And so he's I, yeah, and I'm realizing right now, too, as, as we brought up Dieter and now the Coyote, uh, that we haven't really talked about any of the characters, um, which there's a lot. So I don't know that we need to if talking about all of them is necessary. Um, but you got uh, I think it's Scott Ward is Dave Batista. Yeah, uh, Dave Batista is great in this. He's so good in this movie. Dave um, Batista is just good in general, which is weird considering we've talked about before and how he was very nervous to go into the action. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Lee does not agree with me. Most people don't agree with me. I think Dave Batista is a better actor than The Rock is. Oh, yeah. No. I'm not a fan of The Rock. Like, I'm not saying he's not a good actor, but I think Dave Batista is a better actor. They're, they're different actors. Like, The Rock has found his niche in comedy, and I don't feel like you need to be as good of an actor. Well, he does action, too. He does those terrible Fast and Furious films. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I can't take him seriously enough to watch those. <laughs> I can't take those movies seriously. Well, no. I've never I seen a single Fast and Furious. two, and that was it. Oh, I've not even bothered with them. But, uh... I mean, seeing The Rock in them hasn't enticed me to watch them at all. No. Um, but no, Dave Bautista is great. And I actually, I, I heard, uh, I read like an article or something that he, uh, it was his role in um, Blade Runner that mm-hmm. I guess he's been able to get more drama and actual, like good, like other than just action roles or at least action roles with more drama. Yeah. Uh, which I, I, I think that this is kind of one of those. Uh, he has a lot more, uh, he's got great range in this film. He does. It's, it's, he's way, he's way beyond Drax at this point. Like, yes. uh, cause Drax is such a one dimensional character. Like he never really grows or changes just because he has like that. I don't know. Like just he, the state or the type of alien, I guess that he is where he doesn't get sarcasm. Yeah. He doesn't get like, metaphors and such. Yeah. Like that. There, there's not much range for that character, but like, He's yeah, he uh, this movie in particular and I mean, Blade Runner for that matter, too. Like he had he has shown that he is a great actor. It's I'm looking forward to seeing more with him. I think he made a reference, though. Oh, when he announced that he's uh, the the third Guardians of the Galaxy is his last one. He made a reference just like how old he's getting and that he's not sure how many more like how much more stunts he can do. But it's just like, I mean, he's not that old either, but he's he's in his 40s, upper 40s. No, he's 52. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, lower 50s. Uh, <laughs> I thought you said yeah. 40s. <laughs> no, I did. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know, a movie I recommend is the first movie I ever saw with him. It was uh, Riddick. He's in Riddick, and he's really good. He's in Riddick? Mm-hmm. Plays a merchant. He plays a bounty hunter. Oh, yeah. I think we've had this conversation. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. I do recommend it. The Chronicles it. of Riddick movie? No, this one's just called Riddick. Oh, 
Oh, that's the is that the third one? Yes. yes. Okay. Came that, I, I've, very not, I've not seen that one yet. I'm a huge Riddick fan. I don't know why I haven't seen that movie. Uh, I like the first Riddick. I was okay with the second Riddick. And then, yeah, Vin Diesel scraped yeah. every dime he could to make a third one. And it's pretty good. Dave Bautista's okay. good. He's not a main character. He's a side character. But yeah, I The reason I never bothered with the third one is because the second one was so subpar. Um, but <sighs> Yeah. The first one is just so good. Anyway, uh, yeah, Dave. So Dave Bautista is the kind of the ringleader, I guess. He's the first one hired by Tanaka. Um, and then he goes and gets, uh, this lady who I'm assuming must've been a military person with him. Um, but they were clearly like at the beginning of the, the movie, the montage is showing them clearing Las Vegas when they it were shows who they were down. before and everything. Yeah. They have like photos of their family and stuff. So she, it's this lady, she's a mechanic. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know how else to explain. She's la, Latina, I guess. Ella, uh, Ella Purnell. I love her now. Um, and I don't remember her character's name. Was that it? Or was that the actress? Oh, no way. I'm sorry. That was, uh, that's, that's Kate. That's his daughter. Uh, no, it's Ana de la Reguera. Uh, sure. She plays Maria. Maria. And then, and she's a pretty badass character. She's a good um, actress. I don't think I've seen her in yeah, anything. Yeah, um, And then they go and get uh, the third guy from the beginning montage, uh, I, I kept thinking he might be the guy from the, um, all oh, those commercials for the deodorant, but I don't know. Oh, you not, thought he was the old spice guy. Well, I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, like, I never was convinced it was him and I, no, it's not. I like definitely looked into it. I'm just like, no, that's definitely not the same guy. No, I, I that was actor just... actually went on and was in it chapter two. Oh, well, there you go. But yeah. I feel like I've seen this guy before, and I just can't find what where I would have seen him before. He's uh, uh well, it's his some name show is called Power. Hardwick. He's I've seen him in quite a few things. He's been okay. in uh, he was in the A Team movie. Okay. Using Kick Ass. I think uh, it was probably Kick Ass that I'm recognizing he, he him from, but I think Cage I've seen him partner when he was a cop. Whose partner? Uh, Nick, Nick Cage. Cage. Uh, he's okay. uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, Hit Girl's adoptive father. Okay. Okay. And I don't uh, think he was in was he in, he wasn't in Kick Ass too. Uh but and uh I knew him from I knew him from those, but I also thought I'd seen him in something else, but now I'm having a hard time looking for it. It may have just been I do remember him from Kick Ass though, because I've I've seen Kick Ass quite a okay. few times. He was an interesting character though, because so he he was maybe the most comic or not comic, but like video game type character. Uh, oh, there's a couple of those, but yeah, he's pretty. Yeah, video but game. he like he carried around that huge uh, saw, like circular saw. It, it, it's um, it's a, it's. I'm pretty sure it's a saw for cutting concrete. Um, yeah, just it's massive a, yeah, saw. It's a, it's and and at the in the beginning montage, he's using it to kill zombies. But other than that, he, he just carries it around in the rest yep. of the movie. He never really uses it. No, um, it did get used importantly, but yeah, there is no like, montage was, of him slicing things up. It was clearly put there for one specific reason, but it was cool that he was carrying it around. It looked nice. You know, the um, weird thing about him is though, huh? in the montage scene, it has him holding uh, a photo of him graduating college with his parents. Yeah. This was guy, that, I believe he's supposed to be, like, in his late 20s. Oh, really? I, I guess I assumed that that was his son and not him. No, no, he's the graduating. Oh, weird. Yeah, 
I think yeah, he doesn't look that like that. he's in his mid to late 20s or so. This dude is 47 years yeah, old. He looks like he's 47 years yes, old. Yes, he does. And uh, <laughs> all of um, kind of like Dave Batista, all his tattoos are his tattoos in the movie. His yeah. tattoos we are his. I assumed as much. Yeah. This, uh, but no, he was a cool character. He he started off very cold, which was funny because uh, when they come and recruit him, he's working in a nursing home, uh, doing like water aerobics with this old lady. Yes. Uh, which is really funny. Um, and, but he seemed like very like happy to go to have a cathartic experience to kind of try to shut that chapter of his life. Um, just cause like of dreams and stuff ever since they did it, uh, ever mm-hmm. since they shut it down. Uh, and then the next one they got was, a uh, an influencer who basically just go, I, I, Kind of wasn't. I, I think I missed that part. Uh, but like, does he go in to Las Vegas to shoot zombies? I believe he's a Vegas. He's a Vegas uh, survivor. Oh, okay. So, so the reason why he's an influencer is because of the videos he shot yep. before they left. Okay. Yes. So yeah. So he gets famous on whatever social media because of like just recording he was himself YouTube doing streaming him doing GTA style zombie killings and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and they find him like on the street, like just gambling. I think. Yeah. And he is. He's extremely excited to be able to go back in and and shoot more zombies. And he. Like Guzman. Yeah. Yeah, Guzman. Uh, and he, I actually was not expecting to like him. I really liked that character. Uh, by the end. Um, and he brings two people with him. Uh, one of them flakes out when he realizes what the job is. Yeah, he did. Uh, and the other <laughs> one, one dude, he hears the plan and he just goes, like, like, you're all going to die. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Uh, which, yeah. And then, uh, the other person was chambers. I believe her name was yes, played by was Samantha I... Wynn, who is a, uh, a Zack Snyder regular. Okay. Yeah. I, at, she, she's, a, she's an actress, but primarily a stunt woman. Okay, that makes. I, yeah, I noticed uh, the guy who played Zeus was also a stuntman. Yes, one of Snyder's regulars. He's done, I believe, he's done stunts for. He's done stunts for a lot of Snyder's films. I believe he was. He's either Superman or Batman in Snyder's films. Yeah, I saw that he was in those movies. I didn't look into it too hard. Uh, and then he was uh, the only movie I really recognized of his, other than like that, is uh, what was that? Uh, something about Mars. He was like one of the aliens or something i think oh okay what's that movie it was like something with it was similar to this where like i i it came out in the late 90s or mid to late 90s and there was like basically zombie like alpha aliens you're talking about john carpenter's ghost of mars yeah that's it ghost of mars is it really (laughs) yeah he's in that I've never what seen it. I watched the. Tra- I remember as a kid watching the trailer, and I think I was too young to rent it, maybe. And my mom oh, never w- would get it or something. I don't know. And then it just kind of. I don't. I've never seen it. John Carpenter made that movie. What'd you say? Sorry. John Carpenter made that movie. I didn't realize yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. It makes me more interested in it. Oh, he's got <laughs> quite the filmography. Yeah, he goes all the. Way. He's. I mean, he's sixty, so yeah. it makes sense. So, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, and so the Chambers character, she was pretty cool. Uh, I'd have to say her death was probably the, well, she had, like, the first big death, I guess. Spoilers. Um, but I'd say that was maybe the, my most disappointing one, like, just because of the way it happened, but. It was very uh, disappointing since it, could, it was 100% avoidable. Everyone's just standing there watching her get ripped apart, and it's like. Yeah. You guys want to start shooting? She's five feet from you. 
Well, and that guy, yeah, whatever. We can get into that later. And then, okay, so yeah, they get the influencer, and then they go get Dieter because they need somebody to crack the safe, and he yes. he seems a little too like perfect for like the person they need. This guy is yes for 24 hours of finding him. This guy has has done like 30 films. Yeah, I didn't recognize. I mean, he he's 40. Looks, I didn't even think he was 40, but he yeah, looks he's familiar, but just kind of 22 years. Okay, he like he just looks familiar in the sense that he's just like a tall, skinny white guy. I tall, don't know. skinny German guy, and that's what he's been in. <laughs> yeah, is he actually he's German? The star of the sequel or the prequel, I should say. Yo, yeah, the prequel's about him. Um, but is he actually German? Yes, he's from uh, yeah, he, he's from uh, uh, Anklam, East Germany. He's an Eastern German. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, I can never tell. Um, I guess. Accents are so cheesy. You think they're fake, and he's got a very cheesy, authentic accent. <laughs> yeah, well, that's basically it. Um, and then oh, Vanderhoe was the guy with the. That was the character with the saw. Yes. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Uh, oh, and then Lily? and then the guy who works for Tanaka. What? Oh, I was gonna say there's Lily. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. There. Well. So first they have the guy who works for Tanaka. So he's just kind of like the weird Martin. guy that's just with them to make sure that they're doing the job. Oh, and they keep bringing that up. Like, why is this guy here? Like, is he gonna kill us all? Like, what's the point? He's, and then. Uh... He is an ex- yeah he's played by uh he's played by Garrett Dillahunt who is mm-hmm. one of the most character character actors I've ever seen I know yeah. him from I've only Terminator, ever seen him play the one Sarah role. Connor Chronicle show uh I've seen him there's a TV show and I can't place what it is because it's the only thing I recognize him from and he basically is playing the same character just not like he was playing like a dad or something like yeah, he's, he's just dead. everything yeah. Um, and then other than, and then, yeah, on the way in, they need to find a way in. And so they get, um, Scott Ward, David Batista's character's daughter, who happens to be working as a volunteer at a, uh, the a very questionable quarantine refugee area, like right outside. The, <laughs> there should not be are. that. That should not be there. I'm right. really confused by that. Whole um, thing. And so she's able to get them in on a bus and then they kind of sneak through the camp and then they find a character referred to as the coyote, who is Lily. Uh, and she is French, I believe, right? She is a French actress. Yes. Yes. And well, just, she speaks French uh, kind of in and out, like whenever she's cussing or something, it's usually in French. Yeah. Her uh, American. It's very weird. Cause at one point it's like, she's doing her best to do an American accent. But her French nationality creeps in every once in a while. Yeah. So it's like, what are you? I what took, the hell yeah. are you supposed to be? Are you French? What are you doing here? Are you American? I can't tell. She's not very good. Like, uh, in yeah. keeping and stuff. I, I, she was a fine, she is a fine character. It's just I like, like she was su- I felt like she was supposed to be French, but her accent did kind of waver. Her accent went Southern sometimes. That was the thing. Yeah. And uh, but she spoke French like I, I watched it with subtitles and whenever she spoke French, it just said French <laughs> like uh, like uh, it would it would say like in like it typed out in French what it was like it didn't translate it for me. So I, I could see the French words and it even just said in French in the subtitles. So like I knew she was French. But other than that, like I would have just been confused. I I would have probably thought she was German or something. Yeah, like, she. 
She's something like her character is she lives in the quarantine zone. Not sure why she lives in the quarantine zone, not um, sure why she's what she's doing there technically, but she sneaks people into Las Vegas so they can steal some money from some casinos and get out uh, quickly. To get and, out of the quarantine, like to, to pay off the, the guards, basically. Yeah. And so um, it's it's kind of a question of like, what are you doing here? You're obviously not a volunteer. You're obviously not working for the government. I guess I I assumed that she was in the quarantine, like she was being quarantined. I don't Um, know. I don't know why. I don't know why anybody's being quarantined, to be honest with you. (laughs) I yeah, I guess it doesn't make a whole lot. It doesn't make any sense. It's even in the movie where someone goes, if these people were infected, they would have turned already. Yeah. Well, because anyone who gets infected turns fairly quick. Well, no, because later, yeah, never mind. Yeah, that doesn't. But make sense. um, other than that, we uh we completely missed uh Tignataro's character, yes. uh, Marianne Peters, who is the helicopter uh, pilot. So they have to get in, uh, and then there's a helicopter that happens to be parked on the roof of the casino that they're looting, um, and so her whole job is just to get up to the helicopter, fix it up if it needs fixed, and then fly them out with the millions of dollars. Yep. And the funny thing, were you the one that told me that Tig was not the original actress for that, and they had to do reshoots? They had, they had to. So the original actor was, oh uh, gosh, what's his name? Uh, it was a guy. Yes. Let me look funny. it up real quick. Um, where's his name at? Chris uh, Chris Diella, he's a comedian. He shot the whole movie. He played the original. Um, played the original Peter's role. Uh, this guy came out that this guy's uh not a good guy. A lot of sexual misconduct. That guy, yeah, I heard about that. Yes, That's and so. Uh, Snyder had to go in. This didn't delay the film or anything, apparently. Uh, but yeah, they, they went and they removed him from the film, and they brought Tignataro in. They paid her a lot of money, and she practically shot everything on blue screen stages and everything by herself with doubles, and then they digitally added her into the film. Almost seamless. Couple scenes that you can blatantly tell she's not actually there. When, but, yeah. Um, when, and her interaction with some people is kind of bad in a lot of in some places because yeah. she's not in the scene. And so they gave her a lot of one man dialogue essentially. Yeah, well, most of the time she's separate from people. Like, yes. I mean, cuz they're like they're talking to her over the radio. Um or Well, no, the they're scene... sometimes just talking to her straight in in the room, but they have her filmed with yeah, her own do, like, camera, camera and would angles. cut back and forth. Yeah, well, then, like when they're recruiting her, she's on the other side of a fence. And they never have a shot like where they're over somebody's shoulder looking behind, uh, you know, from behind them across to the other person. A it's couple, always like looking well, straight at each of them. But yeah, it's. Yeah, they did. And it didn't look convin- too convincing. I guess. No, and there's one scene of her in a group shot when they enter Vegas. Yeah. She's in the group shot walking and she's blatantly not actually there. Yeah. Like that's and, the only scene that I, I saw that she didn't look good in. The yeah. rest of it, pretty convincing. Like they straight up Christ- Christopher Plummered her into the movie for um similar to what they did a few years ago where they completely removed Kevin Spacey for uh from a from right. a movie. Yep. 
similar thing where, you know, if you, you just look up Kevin Spacey, you'll see what I mean. But they got Christopher Plummer, the original uh, actor they wanted for it, and they spent like three weeks having him shot and put him into the film. And I believe he got yeah. he got an Oscar or an Oscar nomination out of it. Really? Wow. Similar thing where, yeah, they inserted her in. If you don't know that going in, you probably couldn't yeah. catch it. But knowing it in, I rewatched it. And I, I there are some scenes where I'm like, I'm convinced she's right there. I know she's not, yeah. but I'm pretty convinced she looks like she's right there. Yeah, no, and I, I, I knew it going in. Uh, and yeah, the, the there's a few scenes where like I was just like, oh, wow, they must have done complete reshoots. And they, they had to have done something because there's a couple lines I noticed like the, when they first recruit her, they, they like say like, that's one weird dude. And they keep calling her like a dude. Bud. He keeps calling her. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's it. And then, but then later there's dialogue where they say her and she. So like, they clearly yes. like Batista and a couple other people had to have done at least re like re voiced it or whatever. They did some, yeah. I'm sure dubbing. they did some voice work. They did some redubbing and stuff. Cause I know in that very scene where he's like, thanks bud. See you bud. Uh, <laughs> Maria is saying like, well, she's no different. And, um, but yeah, it just kind of felt weird in some places. She's, I mean, it's Tignataro. She's a comedian and everything, but it's not very much a comedic role. No, she did great. Honestly, she did really good. The weird yeah. thing is, is it is a lot of one man's script dialogue in ways yeah. where she's not saying anything that's plot pivotal, except for a couple scenes. Like when she's like, yeah. Hey, like, Oh, the scene where she's flat out saying, you know, I'm the helicopter pilot. I'm the second most important person. That's a good scene. She's in a group shot talking to everybody. She's inserted and yeah. it looks good. It's low lit. They managed to match the lighting of her good. Mm-hmm. Um, like she has a couple scenes where she interacts with everybody, but yeah. then when it's just her uh, or just talking to someone, it just feels like a one-man show in some yeah. ways. We're well, not saying anything relevant. She's making one-liners primarily, and it's yeah. And she's making one-liners in a movie where not many people have one-liners, so it's a little odd. Yeah. Well, and nobody reacts to her one-liners. Nobody reacts. That's and the so, other like, thing. I'm wondering if they like completely changed the character. Uh, I because it was a comedian. It was a. It was a pre- previously it was a comedian. So I yeah. think they put a comedian in that role to have some zingers and stuff like that. But the thing is, that actor was in the movie, so yeah. I imagined that maybe it just kind of felt more and more in the environment. Maybe so. I don't know. Yeah. It was a little weird, but she did a good job. I don't. I think I've seen one stand up with Tignataro and that's it. I recognized her very much because I think I've seen her in a couple things here and there. Yeah. But I have seen. Uh, like one of her stand-ups, not all of it, but I've seen some segments of it. I've never I, really been, but I know you had. Well, I I don't know that I've actually ever watched one of her like fully watched a stand-up. I've seen out like uh, clips because because uh, I heard about her when she first kind of got big. Uh, she uh, who helped her? It was um Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Hel- yeah, kind of helped her out because uh, she had he was at the her stand-up where the the one there's like one particular set there's that she one did. big one where she did where it was after um, her cancer fight yeah she's talking about her cancer and her and like some stuff with her mom right before her mom died it was like horrible but she was able to she did a really good job of turning like this really horrible year of her life into something that was fairly funny yeah and, and like and asked, to promote, asked to release it and she was pretty yeah. hesitant at first because it was a stand-up i think it was being recorded but i think it was yeah. oh yeah. okay 
Uh, just real yeah, quick off topic. A lot of comedians they do record their standups not for uh, releasing, not release, yeah. but for their own archives. Well, and to study. Like I think yes. they, you know, look at like what are people like? How did I make people laugh at that joke that was different than the other night where they didn't? Mm-hmm. Stuff yes, like that. I, yeah, yeah. So Louis C.K. He was there. He yeah. contacted her and said, "Let's release this," and she was yeah. hesitant, but she agreed to, and it kind of blew her up. She was already pretty big name. But yeah. it really put a big awareness on personal issues and woes and things. Yeah, and I know some people are divided with Tignataro, mostly because well, the thing is, her comedy is deadpan. She's so like she's more deadpan than most deadpan. She people. is very so deadpan. Yes, but <laughs> I have a hard uh, time with it, honestly. Yeah, I, I like some comedians like it, but I haven't watched hers. But I did hear about that. I know some people yeah. don't like her because of her comedy. Yeah. Um, but they appreciate her and things like that. I yeah, she's very much stand in front of the mic, very monotone, yeah. telling pretty great jokes. But that's her shtick. Yeah, and um, and I yeah, I don't know much about her comedy i've heard a lot of interviews with her and like i like i genuinely like her as a person from the interviews i listened to she's quite charismatic um yeah she is and then um but she has a new show and i don't even know if it's a show i don't know where you can even see it i think i watched like bits of it on youtube but she interviews famous people from the 90s because I guess she doesn't watch t- or she didn't grow up watching TV. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. And so she like has no idea who like uh, the one I watched was. Oh, what's his face from Dawson's Creek? The guy who played Dawson. Um, I can't think of his name. Oh, James Vanderbeek. Yeah, James Vanderbeek. So she was interviewing him, had no idea who this guy is. She had oh, never heard like- of Dawson's Creek. And, it's on and, Funny or Die. That's what it's. Oh, it's on that, Amazon. And okay. yeah, it's by Funny or Die. Under the un, under a rock with Tignataro. Yes. And then I saw. So I saw that one with James Vanderbeek, and then I saw the one with uh, Melissa. Joan Hart. Uh, Joan Hart. Yeah. And so she like she like she knew who Sabrina the Teenage Witch was just because of the new show, but she was just like, oh, there was a there was a different one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. This came out in 2019. It was two seasons, and yeah, it's. Yeah, the bits, the the two the two interviews, I guess that she's technically they're technically interviews but the, that I saw her do. They were pretty funny and like she she's good at poking fun at herself and whatever. Um, but yeah, so back to the movie, I guess uh, they all the actors are honestly great. I'm I don't know that I could have picked a better cast for this movie. It's a great I I was worried about Mikey Guzman played by Rusty, uh, Raul Castillo. He was the uh, dude with blonde fluffy hair. Yeah, I thought he was going to be very annoying. No, he's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of like what I said, where yeah. I, I was afraid I was going to hate the guy. And he ended up being very, I don't know, that, like I, endearing or anything, but I ended up liking him. Like he was a competent character and I wasn't expecting that. Yes, it is a great ensemble cast. It's great. Yeah. It's uh, I I like the movie. I mean, we we were gushing over. I liked the movie a lot. I thought it was a good, fun film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not without flaws, but yeah, uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I had a lot of fun watching this. If this was to be released on Blu-ray, which I don't know if it ever will be because it's on Netflix. Netflix does do some releases, but yeah, they release something. It's in theaters. I would imagine they they would... did do a theatrical release. It yeah. made a million bucks. Really. <laughs> Yeah, it made a million dollars. That's it? Well, That's I it. mean, given the scenario, what's going on right now, I guess so. Yep. 
made a million dollars on a 90 million budget but that doesn't matter because streaming services all they have to do is just that's a good point all they have to do is just say we have 500 million subscribers at 10 this movie made five billion dollars so what i wonder what the technical <laughs> i wonder how much money they're claiming this made i, I haven't even looked into that uh, it doesn't really matter streaming uh it's just like hbo or disney they don't have to they don't release numbers but all they oh, have yeah to netflix is notorious for that Oh yeah, and they just, they don't have to. They 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 just don't. And so it's one of those things where it's like, okay, how many subscription services do we have this month? Okay, that's our box office gross. The movie made money, even yeah. though Netflix doesn't make money. Netflix is, I think, billions of dollars in debt. But um, yeah, that's a weird business model. <laughs> very, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just licenses, and they they're making their own stuff. I mean, this was made by Netflix. This wasn't mm-hmm. one of the pieces of shit that Netflix I guess, scooped up from a product a studio like they've well, done before. Paramount sat on it for like eleven years or something Stop. ridiculous. Like that, yeah. Warner Brothers. Or oh, no, was it wait. Warner Brothers? Okay. Uh, Warner Brothers would yes, they sat on it for a very long time, and then finally Netflix. Uh, acquired the distribution rights in 2019 Mm -hmm. and it's probably one of those deals where it probably came down to netflix collaborating with warner brothers or making some kind of deal saying we want this thing and then netflix goes okay but what else what do you have okay are you not gonna do this we'll take this then right yeah um i don't know how much we want to talk about the movie i mean otherwise like just like i don't we don't need to talk about it scene for scene i mean so basically what it is we we discuss the premise we can discuss other things with it yeah i i I guess i mean i made some notes and i'm kind of looking at them um and the one thing i noticed too i guess is like aside from the 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 joke about the or whatever the mention of the rain reanimating the the husk the completely dead zombies i guess like every single thing that that hints towards anything ends up happening. Like that's weird. As, yeah. Like there's a, there's the zombie tiger. And the first thing is, uh, the Mark or the, whatever, the guy who works for Tanaka is just like, well, that's not fair. And he Martin, keeps, yep. yeah, he keeps commenting on the tigers. Like, Oh, I hate that. Doesn't thing. like the tiger. Yeah. And man, that scene where that tiger finally gets him was brutal. Mm-hmm. It lasted so long. Yes. <laughs> I watched a review that argued it took too long. It lasted like a minute and a half. Yeah, and, the, the, it, like well, it was like I guess I mean I'm assuming that the tiger was supposed to be like taken as if it was playing with him. Uh, but man, by the end of that scene, that guy was just shred like his face was shredded up. Yeah, it ripped it ate his head. And then it just and then it yeah just like bites his head off. Oh, that's, that was brutal. That's one thing to say about this film. It's two and a half hours long. Yeah. It's too long. Yeah, it's but it's a half an hour to forty-five minutes too long. Scenes go on for yeah. way too long. Yes, Arguably, yes. that scene went on too long. Yep. Uh, there are scenes that just they are very long for the sake of Zack Snyder is yeah. okay, a that. very length time filmmaker. Like he likes his movies to be very long and scenes drawn out, and yeah. are, and it's debatable whether they should be. I would even say I liked this movie a lot. I felt it was a half an hour too long, and mm-hmm. it, it kind of is. I mean, that's pro- that's a big criticism. The movie got well-received. The only yeah. thing that was criticized a lot was um, some dialogue and primarily the running time of the film. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I didn't feel too upset about the length. I felt like the action kept up the whole time. Uh, but yeah, I could see just like cutting down the scenes just so that they're not so long. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, cut but, 30 seconds here, cut 20 seconds there. Yeah, it can be done, like, just like of some things. Some of it was like, I, I did enjoy like some of it being drawn out, specifically the scene where they're tripping the, the booby traps to get to the um, to get to the vault. And Even they, people who didn't like the move said, movie said that scene was probably one of the best scenes in the film, but it also hilarious. was like, that's what the movie should have been. It should have been because the heist is kind of nothing in the film. And I could Focusing argue say that the that's heist. true. What? Just focusing more on the heist? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. kind of, because the heist is, like, eventually it's revealed the heist is pointless. And Yeah, that's not the that's not the motivation of Tanaka at all. Like, that's just a diversion for, yes. for other things. Yeah, which is obvious because of, like I said, I brought up the scene where he looks, where, like, clearly he's in cahoots with the military. Yes, uh, I haven't talked about that yet. I brought that yeah. up. Yeah, you brought that up. So... The actual plot, uh, like the 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 actual intention is Tanaka has these mercenaries go in to steal two hundred million dollars, but in reality, his his second in command, his head of security that was at the hotel, is actually going in to collect a head of an alpha for the government so they can weaponize and make zombie soldiers, mm-hmm. and. It makes a bit sense considering that the original zombie came from a military base. Yeah. So they're trying to reacquire an asset that was lost. Yeah. And the thing I had a problem with that was, okay, you're getting ahead of an alpha, but you're not getting the head of the alpha. And the alpha can create super zombies, whereas regular alphas, his subordinates, mm-hmm. just create shambling zombies, standard ones. Right. So I yeah. don't really know what the point is of getting her when you actually more than likely need the act, you need patient zero. Yeah. And the thing, I mean, I wonder if like, they just didn't know that necessarily. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. Whatever info they had, the military has it all from area 51. So it's, uh, it's weird, but I know. So, like I said, there have been a lot of interviews Snyder's done. He's kind of mm-hmm. he's kind of probably revealed a little too much. He pulled a Kevin yeah. Smith, which is revealing everything when he shouldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is kind of the like the nice thing about like directors like uh, James Gunn, who are just kind of like I don't know, sure. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I've jotted up before. You know, Walking Dead's twenty almost twenty years old, and Robert Kirkman still will not reveal what caused the zombies. He's, Isn't it suggested that it's aliens though? Very much suggests it's aliens. And so what the zombie virus right now, from what Snyder has leaked and hinted and other people have figured out, so comes from Area 51. Mm -hmm. There were some spaceships that flew off at the beginning. Uh, There's uh, when the Alpha or Zeus is killed, his head blows up and there's also glowing blue matter flowing all which over. there is uh there's a lot of the other alphas that ha- like i've noticed uh that when they were shot blue matter kind of like sp- sprayed or uh, those I don't know. were the, those were actually robots those are the robot ones okay yeah there's but, like four or five robots in the movie were they the ones with the glowing blue eyes then too those were the robots okay because there were several glowing blue eyes i assumed it was something to do with the glowing blueness of of Zeus, because even what I so, would have thought too. I was okay with that. I thought, yeah. for, like, when people start talking about robot zombies, my response was, 
Well, there's some with glowing eyes, but maybe they're just outliers. They're just they're yeah. just a uh, weird little one in a million chances of that just having glowing eyes. Or no, those are zombie robots. And Zack Snyder yeah. said, "What is the reason for those? Could they have been implanted in by the government to monitor zombies?" And I'm like, you "The government that? can create robot zombies to infiltrate Vegas." I'm sorry. Why do we need this super virus then if we can build robot zombies that look just like regular zombies? Well, or like why we, didn't the robot zombies capture a, zo- capture a zombie if that's all they needed? Why like, didn't why? the robot zombies get destroyed by the other zombies when they noticed they were different? Yeah. Well, and then... Um, questions! <laughs> I mean, yeah. And to go back to the alien thing, too, when he brought the embryo out of the dead uh, queen, yeah. it was glowing blue and then blue. faded, and that's how you knew it was dead. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is weird. Oh, oh, uh, and one thing I noticed, too, uh, going back to the fact that they're not dead was that at the very beginning of the film, when he first escapes the convoy, mm-hmm. he has a buzz cut. Like, he has a military cut hair style. He has long hair. That by the, yep. bearded So his hair out. kept growing. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yes, to a point where I'm like, is that the original? Oh, he's got yeah. dog tags. That's the original. Why is his hair growing? That's weird. I didn't realize he had dog tags. He had dog tags. That was a soldier. I noticed. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that may, well it makes sense because he had the he had a buzz cut. Uh, I guess when he was when they first showed him. And yeah. then I was wondering too, did they ever show any of the other soldiers that he turned at the very beginning? Not like, later in the movie. Yeah, because I was expecting to see that guy that got his jaw ripped off, like yeah. just around. Because I, yeah. I mean, he probably got killed during the outbreak. He probably got p- taken down during the X amount of time the outbreak happened. Because I'm sure there were plenty of super zombies that also got taken down. Yeah. Uh, Vanderho yeah. knows about them. Like Scott, some of them they know about them. They were fighting those things too. It's probably just like, like probably casual people don't know too much about the fast moving ones. But I imagine the people who yeah. survived Vegas, they knew that there were fast runners all over the place too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very just possible that those ones just got like some of those guys got taken out or they were in the movie, but they lost their clothes due to wear and tear and stuff like that. Because there's a lot of shirtless zombies running around, too. Obviously, their clothes start falling off after so long and stuff. Yeah, well, because there's the one that uh, is like the bodyguard for the queen. Um, yeah. and yeah. He's just wearing pants. Um, yeah, it's kind of confusing. Like it, that was a bit confusing, especially since he's dressed just like Zeus without the like get without the like God cap. Yeah. Get, well, I was I was wondering too then if he was one of the original soldiers, but like there's just like no way to know because there's no identifying so, them. Really. Their their skin is just they all they're just gray skinned people. Yeah, they all have emperor. They all have like Darth Sidious eyes and stuff. So yeah, um, a, yeah. There's yeah. Snyder he's he said flat out yeah. Robot zombies are in the movie. It's like but yeah. why? Then, what the hell is the origin? Oh, he's bad. oh, prequel anime. Oh, okay. Well, well. Yeah, so it's going to be in the anime. So, okay, whatever. Um, the other thing that we haven't touched on is there's when they first get to the when they first get into the main floor of the the casino, they find more blue blueprints. Uh, You're gonna and want I didn't to talk about time travel, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to get I'm going to need a glass of water. Hold on one. Uh, 
Okay, I'm back. The water is merciless, so I don't lose my voice if I talk too much. <laughs> because I, when you brought up the time travel thing, I didn't know uh-huh. what you were talking about, really. And I was like, I think that's reading too much in. I'm not saying you were reading too much in, but I'm like, this seems like reading too much in. Right. And then once again, reading interviews, watching some videos on YouTube made me go, oh, huh. God damn it. Yeah. So, oh, man. Well, okay, so when, uh, when I, when I, uh, I saw a headline about it um, before I saw the movie. So I was, just, I was loosely trying to pay attention to it. And then they just hit you over the head with it. So when they first get in there, they find a set of blueprints. And I didn't realize that there was bodies around that. Uh, there are some bodies around the blueprints, yes. Yeah, I didn't that's, that either. And I guess they're dressed similarly to the crew. Yes. I didn't notice that. I read it in a thing later. And then when they finally get down to the vault before they hit the booby traps so they can see the vault, they're not there yet. Um, there are obviously another crew right there. So this is a second crew. They're wearing identical, like same necklaces, like odd necklaces. Like, uh, one of uh, the lady was wearing, um, Maria has a key key around her neck. Yeah. Like a skeleton key thing. Um, and then there, and, and so like it would show a body and then show the person that it is. And it's not just an Easter egg. It's, it's a conversation with, uh, Vanderhoe and Dieter where he says, look at them. They're us. Look at this. At one in some time, they got this far and they failed, you know? Yeah. Well, and and then, yeah, in the interview with Zack Snyder, he outright says, like, each one, it, or I don't know if he actually says it is them, but he suggests that it's them making it further and further each time. Yes. And that this is, is and so then he's just like, is this the one where they get out? Which I'm wondering if he's just saying that because, like, he wants you to, if you're watching the interview before you see the movie, um, cause obviously it is the one where they get, well, they get to the money. They don't make it out. Cause it's no, they all die except for the daughter. Maybe, yeah. maybe Gita. We never see her, but yes. Oh, no. Yeah. Gita made it. Oh no. Cause the, yeah, never mind. She might not have. Um, and so the, the, I, the, the funny thing about that and my whole, I don't know it's not a theory, but it just, it, it makes the, the whole movie, feel like a video game and that's not so it's like you know it's kind of like a save point or just when you're grinding on a game and you 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 know you just you keep playing it you get further and further each time till you beat the boss and and that's what it felt like and even the scene where they're bringing in the zombies to trip the booby traps it's like you know you bring it's it's in those games where you have to like go across the map to go get a thing and then you come back and you do what you have to do with it and it doesn't work so you have to go all the way back across the map and find the thing again. It's uh, like, I don't know. I can't even think of like a specific video game where you have to do that. But like, uh, no, Metal Gear Solid for this for this uh, PlayStation, you have to like go across, like you have to go all the way back to the beginning of the game to get this thing. Um, but then I like to do that a couple of times in Chrono Trigger as well. Yes. But then, like, this is, like, that sort of thing, but then, like, you get there, you use the one item you picked up, it didn't work, so you have to go get another one. Um, And so, that's just what it felt like. It felt like a video game, like, that just felt like they were somebody playing a game and just grinding and grinding until they got it right. Um, And then, the other thing that made me feel like it was a video game, specifically, it's Dieter... And the fact that eventually he just starts making headshots like crazy. Oh, and that's just that's just zombie movie logic but just, right there. 
Yeah, but just combined with everything else, literally everyone is making headshots constantly. Yeah, which, that's just that's how you kill zombies. Movie. That's how you have to do it. I get it. But yeah, like, that's just zombie um, movie. But it's just the fact that like they're not taking three shots to get the headshot. They're getting a headshot every single time. Not true. And so, he get, he shot four times to get one headshot. Well, the first time, and then ever since then he hits them in the head. Every, like that was a funny scene too. It's like I shot him three times, and Vander was like four times. Yeah, oh. that's more <laughs> yeah. or less just like. That's just horror movie. Like everyone can do headshots, really. It's yeah, just meh. It just makes me. Th- it feels more like a video game with everything else because you know, just if you play a game long enough, you'll eventually be making headshots every single time. Oh, and I know. So, I, I got that kind of vibe. Maybe it's because I've seen a lot of zombie movies that it's yeah, just that could be because I don't watch a lot of zombie movies. Yeah, but, and that's more or less just what it is, really. I wouldn't say it's like trying to like draw to be a video game or anything. It's just no, mostly just. just but mixed with the time travel thing where it's just like they're getting further and further each time. And then well, with uh, getting zombies. Thing, I watched a thing with Zack Snyder in a video okay. about that. It's not really imitating a video game. Okay. There are some layers to this. So, so um, Does that have something is, to do with the prequel? No, I don't know. I don't okay. know about that. But okay. there's theories that the nuke creates a time loop. Or oh. that Tanaka himself can create time loops. Okay, so that's like bringing. I mean, so okay, then the thing is, sense. is especially if Tanaka can, or assuming that the the it's bomb. Bullshit. What? Yeah. what? I think it's all fan bullshit. I think it's reading way too um, into it. There yeah. is time in this. Here's the thing: when you first mentioned that to me, I didn't think too much of it because, but I've seen other people talk about it. So when Tanaka is explaining the the heist and everything yeah there's a montage of them all going up a hill shooting zombies yeah well it's like that's they're envisioning his story of how it's going to go down yes and some people have taken that as an iteration of an attempt i took that as i've seen this before this is this isn't really an iteration this is just what heist films do they show yeah yeah yeah. oceans 11 did it yeah but then there's also fan discussion that, no, that's actually one of the attempts. There's an attempt uh, that where they all died in the casino. There's an attempt where they died in the vault. There's discussion that perhaps Vanderhoe, who's bitten, who's discovered he's bitten at the end, he's actually the alpha and he gets time jumped or he goes down to Mexico City. He gets captured and he gets brought back to Area 51. The thing is, is that or, or the nuke resets everything. Uh, there's no evidence of any of that actually being the case, though. Like, no. I took them finding the blueprints as uh, to not sent other teams. Like, yeah. they even asked Martin, did you know about this? And he goes, no. I well, took Martin's that as him probably just lying because he's the yeah. second in command. It's like, no. And this is just the first time he's gone. This is just the instance where they've had so many failed attempts. They're running out of time. They send him to help. Yeah. And then you get down to the basement where it shows all the corpses mm-hmm. and they're dressed similar. I didn't take it as time travel. I took it as just being cheeky, being philosophical. Well, right. And I, and I felt like that's then, what it was supposed to be. But then the whole thing with how they're dressed identically is just I like, didn't I don't have problems with that. It's just like, okay. look, these are us. This is just another version of us making the attempt. I took it as just it's just being cheeky. 
Yeah. Like, just well, being homage, it's just being cheeky. They're not actually them. They're just people yeah. that dress. Like, it's it's not, it's just a thing. I, yeah. But then, later on, interviews with Zack Snyder. Oh, yeah, the time travel, that's a thing. And I'm like, what? Again, yeah. I repeatedly saw this movie, and I, I liked it. And then after fi- hearing all these little things and these things actually happening, again, my response was, what? Yeah, like, and... I, I mean, people reading way too far into this is me. Like, I see people who read way too far into these things as it is, but yeah, I yeah. pass it off. But apparently, reading too far into this movie is just reading enough, apparently, because there's yeah. so much stuff in here, and it's all there. It's not just little yeah. things. However, there is one thing that's in this movie. Uh-huh. That Zack Snyder snuck in, and it wasn't just his cameo. That oh, did you? Did you see where his cameo is? Yes, I did. Where was it? In the opening montage with the naked showgirls attacking the dude in the hot tub. Yeah. He's uh he's running the camera because he was the cameraman and oh you see his reflection frames of him in a mirror and they I was wondering if that's what it was. Yeah, they were like, do you want us to remove you? And he goes, nah, because he makes cameos in all his movies almost. Yeah, I but I saw I saw somebody asked him about if he like before it came out. Uh, an interview just asking like hey is there a ca- like, do you have a cameo on this since you do that and he, the way he said it i was just like oh there's a reflection of him holding the camera yes <laughs> like i could t- i knew exactly what it was based on his response yeah yeah it was an error it's at the it's in the credits the opening credits yeah. and yeah i hmm. saw it just on youtube someone pointed it out and okay. i was like oh wow yeah it goes so quick you wouldn't even see it but um hmm. Uh, yeah, they even even in post production, they asked you just want us to wipe you off real quick. You want us just to clean you, uh, take you out of that mirror. It won't be that big of a problem. And he goes, Nah, nah, go ahead, leave it in. No, I like that. That's that's fun that he did yeah. that. Um, so what's the what's the thing that's in there that's other than him? What did you say? I'm sorry. What's the thing that's in there other than him? The Snyder cut. Uh, is there like a poster for it or something? They open the vault. There's canister. There's film canisters on the sh- on a shelf. Oh, yeah. That's dumb. Yeah, yeah. The Snyder cuts in the film. He oh, uh, did he put that in there before? No, he, he filmed this way before any oh, ideas of actually making that come out was a thing. He was oh, doing it just just to be kind of cheeky. It doesn't. It's not like it says the Snyder cut. It's just like six or seven film canisters. Oh, that's really funny though. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, they had already filmed the movie and everything. So, yeah, and then this whole thing. And he fully says, yeah, this was way before any discussions were made. Hmm. And um, he just thought it would be a funny little thing to throw in there because he knows there was a huge following and demand to release his version of Justice League. And yeah, huh. it was a neat little thing. Of, and it was funny, especially if that movie had never happened. Yeah, that really funny. It came out. If, if, if the Snyder Cut never got released... It's kind of a fun, cheeky thing from Zack Snyder where his canisters are in the vault and a nuke gets dropped on Vegas, which would, oh, yeah. canister, which would have destroyed the Snyder Cut. Well, but it didn't because uh, that's how nothing in that vault would have been destroyed because of um, that's where uh, Vanderhoe was hiding. Yeah, yeah, there's that. There's well, there's that. and then the fact that like he would have had so much radiation, he would have died. Uh, it was a yo- it was a low yield warhead. Sure. Which then that comes back to like that camp right outside. Like which I guess they evacuated everyone, didn't they? 
Yeah, they evacuated everybody out. That was the thing. They needed to get in, and before they were going in, they were telling people, you need to get bored on the buses and get out of right. here. But, yeah, there's – um, yeah, the movie ends with Vanderhoe's the only one that survives. Unfortunately, even Batista dies. And well, and uh, his daughter survives. Daughter. Maybe Gita, one of uh, his daughter's friends. <laughs> a Latin American uh, character being played by a Middle Eastern Indian woman. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. And I was like, hmm, okay. And uh, they, he get, he, he survives. He gets, uh, I guess, almost all the money. And then he's flying to Mexico. He's getting yeah. away. And then he finds out he was bit by the alpha. Yeah, he's on the plane, and they make a comment about how he feels ice cold, and he's like stumbling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which that was that was pretty good. Um, yeah, well, and <clears throat> what? Uh, kind of unnecessary because the movie's already over. Yeah, that and man, it's that good movie ten, just it's kept a good ten going. minute scene. And yeah, it Snyder did this with the Snyder cut too. There's that whole everyone knows of the dream sequence of Batman has with the Joker there and all these dystopian fake uh, characters. Okay. It's similar to that where it's like, dude, the movie's over. This is unnecessary. Yeah. Which, and it was. Uh, it was kind of unnecessary for that. Like you could have just I don't know, I think it could have been handled better. Like you probably could have had like I'm not saying the dude couldn't have survived. I mean he couldn't have survived. He fucking would have been killed. But you could have just pulled him out, had the money, and be like, I made it and then he looks at his arm and sees a bite mark. Oh yeah, that scene did not need to be that long. I, I yeah. mean, we we he needed to be going to to New Mexico for some reason. Or wait, where was he going? Mexico, I guess. Mexico City. Mexico City, right? So I mean, th- for some reason, it seemed important that they show that he was on his way there. So I'm wondering if maybe he was hoping for a sequel. Where there is Mexico a sequel City? apparently. They're working on it. They're talking about it. Zack Snyder said he would like to do a sequel and not he would like for one? it to take place in New Mexico apparently. Okay, so there's that. But um, I also wanted to say, too, so we were talking about how, I guess, uh, yeah, so they, they were sent in to get ahead of one of the alphas, and they didn't successfully do that. But at the end, uh, after, uh, what was her name, Kate? Yes. Uh, she, kills, she shoots Batista in the head after he gets turned into a zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a helicopter, another helicopter, which is clearly a military helicopter, I believe, yes. yeah, um, like a cargo is coming helicopter. down. And so that helicopter is going to have access to Batista's body, which is an alpha. Well, uh, he, she shoots him in the head. His yes. head's going to explode like the uh, um, like uh, da, 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 like the uh, like Zeus's Zeus did. Well, Zeus, OK, so Batista definitely had an incendiary round when he shot him in the head because his head exploded yes. from a handgun. Yes. Uh, Wonderful CGI is, head explosion. His head did not explode, though. It was just a single gunshot. It was just like a bullet because I thought oh, that, that was okay. I thought, I thought that was, was weird because I noticed that because uh, I was just like, why did that other guy's head blow up? But Batista's did not because movie. Right. So, but the, what I'm saying is, is whoever those military people are picking her up, they're going to have access at least to his body. Uh, he's probably dead, dead, but they probably needed a, they probably needed like an intact internal brain. His brain probably blew up inside or so. They probably need a functioning zombie brain. Well, but the thing, too, is, is like they'll have access to Zeus's body because it was on the helicopter. Oh, his and, head's I mean, gone. Well, who knows? Who right, knows where Zeus but is. He's probably I'm assuming one section. His, his body probably got vaporized or something or shredded up. Maybe, but I'm just saying, like, you know, if if Zeus 
whatever it is about Zeus can turn you into an alpha. In theory, if they could find his body and then just inject his blood into somebody, that could turn them into an alpha, you'd think. Maybe, who knows. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot that they could do because of that, the way they ended that scene with a sequel. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's unique. Yeah, because I know there's this whole thing, because the actor Omari Hardwick has an Omega brand on his chest, which could just be a horseshoe. A horseshoe oh, looks yeah. like Omega. Like he's got the he's got the Omega symbol on who, him. Where? Who does? Sorry. Uh, the black guy. Uh, Vanderhoe. Yes. Okay. He has a brand on his chest that's the Omega symbol, and so people think, oh, that's a nod to uh to dark side that's a nod to say that he's going to turn into an omega zombie or oh yeah i get that in Uh, reality amari hardwick just has that tattoo on his chest yeah there's something like that but like that just doesn't make any sense that he would be a special zombie anyway Uh, that doesn't make sense that it takes Uh, like because no there were no other special zombies no but he's special because the movie says he's special yeah i get that so I don't know. Um, the movie's fun. Do you want to talk about some of the problems with the movie? I mean, we kind of have, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we talked about the length of the movie. So there are some criticisms for it, which I get. The movie is essentially James Cameron's Aliens. Um, Aliens. Like, so the second one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, it made me think of another movie too, and I can't play. I can't remember now. I mean, there, there's a lot of movies that this felt like, honestly. Yeah, well, it's very heavily aliens, down okay. to even the fact that Chambers is dressed up like one of the characters from Aliens. Um, the character Martin, the right-hand man of Tanaka, he's yeah. practically Paul Reiser from Aliens. He, they're going Paul in. What? <laughs> I always forget that Paul Reiser was in that movie. Yes, yes, Paul Reiser, who was, played nothing but good people, and then he played Bert in... Um, aliens but yeah he's they're going in for a mission it's the place is going to be blown up and he's secretly getting a sample for the military and i don't know i don't think this is ripping off i think it's indecent so much i think it's intentionally supposed to be similar to aliens because there's even dialogue from aliens in this movie yeah yeah there's like hmm. the whole scene of um lily talking to martin and saying in here everything goes like they're they're not like us. You don't see them fucking each other over. Mm-hmm. That's straight out of Aliens with uh, Bert and uh, okay. Ripley, where she says the same thing. She goes, you know, Bert, I don't know what's worse, us or them. You don't see them fucking each other over. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of on the nose. Um, there's some <laughs> technical problems. I rewatched it. I can't see them. Maybe my TV isn't super, isn't that big, but apparent. I mentioned this to you. Yeah. Um, like, so Snyder shot this whole thing. He bought camera lenses off of eBay, and mm-hmm. that's what he shot this. The movie's all mm-hmm. digital and stuff. This movie has dead pixels in them. That's weird. It's very weird, and I've seen screenshots of it, and I can't see them when I'm watching it, but people have. That's how people have picked it up. They're like, they were mm-hmm. like, what's wrong with my television? Like, people freaked out thinking that their television was broken. So, like, the whole movie, there's just, like, a dead pixel? There's one camera, and they use oh, two cameras. Oh, so it's just whenever that camera is being used. Okay. Apparently oh. so. It's like there's white noticed. spots in the film. Yeah. Hmm. I never noticed. I didn't notice it either. I noticed, I really like, didn't. a weird solar flare at one point, but it could have just been... But it was like... It wasn't... No, it didn't feel like a normal solar flare moment. It was just like... 
it kind of felt like I assumed that they were trying to go for like an old film feel or something. Yeah, which it's shot digitally too. Yeah, um, like so, I, like it felt like something they edited in to make it feel like it was film, like the, whatever it was I saw. Yeah, the uh, I can't remember what it's called, like the narrow focus. That was a criticism I had. Um, where what, what is the, the movie narrow? just like scenes just constantly narrow focusing where it's like oh, everything's like, out of focus that? but one character or. Yeah characters just fade into like the focus just disappears and everything gets fuzzy yeah i didn't that kind of bothered me like it, hurt it bothered me a little bit i get it it's yeah. a technique but it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's a technique he purposely put in the film but it it was a little annoying in times where you just can't see anything well i, I assume it's to make the movie just feel a little like disconnected because of what's but, going yeah. on yeah, maybe. It was very weird. Yeah. It, it happened quite a few times where, like, characters would come into frame, and they would be completely unfocused. Yeah. It would just fuzz, and then it would focus in on them finally. And it was just like, that's kind of cool for one or two shots. This happens probably, like, 50 times in the movie, though. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's his lens flare to J.J. Oh, yeah. It's, it's his version. Because, I mean, and before that, this movie doesn't have a lot of it. Like, a little bit, but this is probably the most not this is probably the movie with the least slow motion for Zack Snyder. Hmm. Oh, man, interesting. Yeah. yeah he, there's not a lot of slow motion in this film. There's the, the opening the, credits. Scene, yeah. But, and then when they're uh, trying to get to the elevator at the very end uh, and Batista's running over the tables. Yeah. There's a little bit. That's a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But there's not a lot like Snyder is very heavy and doing super slow-mo in his films. And, mm-hmm. Like 300 had it where it did. Yeah. Watchmen had a ton of it, too. Hmm. Uh, His DC movies are riddled with it, where Mm -hmm. it's become just its trope. And this movie, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. It it was used well in this movie. I I actually kind of liked the scenes where they were slow It was used for montages or dramatic effect, like when the uh, Zeus gets his head blown off. That's slow motion. Yeah, Um, that was crazy. But, like, he used it for montages. Like, the whole opening of the film with the credits is all done in slow motion. Not super fast or anything, just kind of, like, you know, cut down half speed. And then... But that's 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 for the credit scene. That's where you use it for. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like people. It's not like the version from 300 or Watchmen where a character's like. It's not like Batista fighting zombies with his fist that he does, and it just yeah. instantly goes into super slow mo for a head for like a sl- like a body slam and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, for sure, man. And bringing up that opening credit scene when like they started like showing children, I like. It, I was just like, man, where is this movie going? <laughs> this movie, like the entire opening credits is its own film. It's the outlet. It is. On, and there's it was, so many great little scenes. So it sad. Fo- <laughs> it focuses on every character that mm-hmm. every main character in the film while also showing just anarchy happening. And it's showing yeah. the characters And one focus is a character of the mercenary group that didn't make it out of Vegas. It's a soccer mom. Oh, yeah. See yeah. her evolve into this mercenary until she finds her daughter, they're getting out and they don't make it out. And it's like, God, this is, yeah. this is its own movie. Like this, that was, this is probably what the movie would be if it had a bigger budget. Yeah. And it would be interesting if they go back and make that. I kind of doubt I, it. They will. No, unfortunately. It's, well, they might do some in the anime because the anime is like six episodes long anime. I'm using that term lightly because it's, it's an anime made by Netflix. And, yeah. uh, um, 
I know the entire cast, a lot of the cast, like Batista's doing voice, like all the characters that are part of Batista's group, Scott's group in the movie, they're all lending their voice for this anime show. Yeah. And the prequel movie is all about Dieter, which I'm kind of going, and it's called Army of Thieves. So. Yeah, that, that, I, I don't know. I feel, Dieter feels just really out of place. Like, why was he there kind of thing? Why is he the perfect person to, to crack the safe? I, yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah, Obviously, just, they didn't know him. They hired him. They found him and stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, he just he, he just happened to be there. I don't know. It's Especially since he says, I've never killed a zombie and stuff like that. It's like, okay, so yeah. why is there a prequel movie about Vegas falling starring this guy when this movie heavily implies he wasn't in Vegas? Right. I mean, yeah. and it's like, I don't know how to kill zombies. Okay, well, the second he shoots a zombie and kills them in the prequel movie, it kind of contradicts what's going on in this movie. But yeah. I, I would rather like to see like the outbreak stuff. I really loved it. Like, I loved all the scenes of like the military just trying to hold them off and things. It was, it was really good. Like, it, the movie's very funny, too. It's got a lot of comedic It is. Sense. Yeah, which I feel like it kind of needed to be because it was just so gruesome. Yeah, this movie is a straight. This is gruesomer than uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, it's a, his version of Dawn of the Dead. Like it's like, wow, there are straight up zombies eating people. This is this is a zombie film. This is pretty good, and the makeup's great. Oh, the makeup's so good in this. Like I yeah. love, I love zombie movies for their special effects makeup. Like these did not look. Like, at the beginning of the outbreak, it's people just, like, dirty and covered in blood. But this is a couple of years later. They're all rotting. They all look like, like, they actually look like what zombies look like. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, thank God for this. Because so many movies get this wrong. Yeah. And I did feel like uh, some of the special effects were, I mean, since we're, I guess, pointing out bad things. But, like, a lot of, like, anytime anyone, ex- like, any uh, zombie, I guess, exploded and there's just, like, blood shooting everywhere yeah like that looked fake to me but i guess at the same time i've never seen that happen so i don't know what yeah, it would look CG like blood's unfortunate but it was just uh, but it was just yeah it just felt like cg blood and then like uh i mean like the part where at the very beginning when the 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 cargo thing fell on the lady who didn't get out <laughs> like that yeah. just looked cartoonish it did but i think that's okay because it was uh yeah, kind of it, the movie. It did, well, it was it, it kind of added like that bit of comedy to like this really horrible dramatic scene. Yes, and right before then was a scene of Maria on a 50 caliber shooting an alpha, and it's blatantly just a puppet getting destroyed. Yeah, it's like this thing is getting ripped, like just evaporated, but the legs are still standing, and I was. Yeah. I was losing it watching uh, that. Yeah, now that you, I, I, I kind of just glossed over the fact that that happened, but now that you say it, that was kind of weird. It was just a puppet. They yeah. Blasting away that puppet, and it was great. Well, I mean, just the way that it was getting disintegrated by her machine gun was just absurd so, anyway. Yes, and that's what I loved. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm in it for And this. that really yeah. set, the, I mean, it set the tone for the rest of the movie that, like, it's going to have a lot of drama and just a lot of goofy weird stuff like yep. i mean kind of like when they're doing the booby trap thing with the zombies and he finally yeah. gets to the last one and it was even funny because like you could tell like it was as if the zombie was expecting something to happen and he kind of turns around and like looks at them like oh i guess nothing's gonna happen and then he just gets smashed yeah it was and, very uh indiana jones like too with all the booby yeah. traps and stuff 
Which, I, I mean, I think was the point of that scene. Yeah, yeah. But, it was pretty cool. Um, I guess I did mention this to you and stuff like that. The yeah. movie kind of is flawed in some ideas where it's like, we need a safe cracker. Why don't you just give them the combination to the safe? Uh, you know, I was thinking about that, and I, it's be- I think it's because the safe combination rotates, and he probably just doesn't know what combination it's on. Maybe. Because <laughs> that's because that was one of the things that Dieter said, like when so when Batista first walks in, he's like, "How's it going, guys?" And, and oh uh, yeah, and I and just Dieter goes off up. on him. I picked I picked that up. I did not notice that that yeah he berates them because he screwed it up, and he's like, "I got one more chance, and then this thing is completely locked." Yeah, and. And so, and he points out that like it's a rotating combination. Which, how the crap does that work? Like, how do you know what the combination is just on a normal app? Like, I assume that there's like some sort of set. Like, there's a way that they know, like, given like what time of day it is or something. I don't know. Like, I don't know how those things work. Oh, and then um, yeah, one of the one of the big ones is just, dude, why don't you just hire them to take a zombie? And if they say no, go hire people who will do it then. Yeah, I mean, well, and the thing, too, is, like, if they've been doing this with at least two other crews, uh, like, what wh- they were clearly sent in to, to rob the casino as well. Yeah. So, if the real heist is getting a zombie head, wh- like, what stopped them before, like, w- so he would yeah. have had to sent in a different soldier... And they didn't succeed or something. I don't know. Like, it just, yeah, that's that was... confusing. I mean, and really that's coming back to like, why can't the robots just do it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. And and the thing is, is like, I don't care about that though, because then it wouldn't be a fun movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the thing. You kind of have to just go. That's a fun cares? movie. And like, as much as I criticize some movies for being like, I don't shut my brain off for films and stuff like that. And I don't, uh, I just, I had fun, and this movie didn't seem super flawed until people started, like, asking yeah. all the theories, and then finding out the theories were actually accurate, and going, yeah. oh, okay, whatever. I, like, yeah, I feel like there's just, the the fact that all these theories mean something, I, I really yes. hope that it's just Zack Snyder just agreeing to everything, just to kind of keep people on, like, just, just you know, just, like, trolling everybody. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. Like, it'd be interesting to see where he wants to go with all this, I guess. Yeah, I have a scared feeling that they're just going to run this whole thing into the ground and start making and Like, they're going to get worse yeah. and worse until they're practically sci-fi channel movies. That's my fear. <laughs> oh, that's, what happened with, uh, that's what happened with Return of the Living Dead's franchise, where yeah. they, start, they just went off and started doing sci-fi channel films. And oh, they're not good. What? Well, that's when you need to stop. Yeah, <laughs> but they don't because popular. It sucks. It's kind of like, uh, I mean, I the quality is still there, but yeah. I'll be the first to admit that, yeah, Walking Dead's been run into the ground. But thankfully, oh. it's finally ending. It's not going to end the way it should, but it is ending. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, oh, man, I keep... That keeps reminding me. Oh, like the Matrix was like that too, though, because like the first uh-huh. Matrix movie was fantastic. They did not need to make any more. They should never have made any more. Well, even uh, then, the sequels weren't awful in quality per mm-hmm. se. It was still their vision. But then let's do the an let's do a bunch of anime shorts. Let's do yeah. some video games. Let's oh, do this. That video game was not amazing. 
Uh, well, they made yeah, and then they did a straight canon sequel video game, which isn't gonna matter because there's a new oh. Matrix movie coming out this year called Yeah Matrix. I'm not excited about that. I don't know why anyone would be, especially considering that the one character that survived those movies is not in it. Who is that? Lawrence Fishburne's Morpheus character. Oh, okay. he survived. He's not in the film, but Keanu and uh, Carrie and Moss are, and they both died. So yeah, okay. that doesn't make sense. Nope. Okay. Nope. I don't know. It's a. Uh, they have to sell that to me. I don't uh, think I don't think there's enough to sell that into me. Sadly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, no. So this movie, it was fantastic. And in all honesty, like it was funny when you said something to me about like, because uh, the first thing you said was don't watch. Uh, don't watch the pitch meeting. I was just yeah, like, don't watch the pitch meeting. It'll kinda... It was a perfect movie. And then, yeah, I started thinking about it. I was just like, damn it. Why am I thinking about this? Cause it, it was I a know. fun movie. Uh, yeah. And it did not it's a little, be ruined. yeah. It's one of those things where, yeah, I told you don't, don't watch it because pitch, me- uh, pitch meeting is a YouTube channel that Dexter and I really love to oh, watch. Yeah. And, uh, we That's didn't really, we didn't talk about it when we talked about YouTube, but yeah, it's a fun channel. However, well, it's not a it's not a channel. It's a bit on Screen Rant where it's one guy playing an executive and one and playing a writer, and they break down the movies in a in a way that comedically says the all the flaws of the film. Yeah. And I very much didn't want Dexter to watch it. It's the newest one that came out. I do recommend it now. I just didn't want it to ruin Influence a discussion. This of conversation. The, yeah. No, that's good. And I, I have not watched it yet. I, I'm going to watch it probably right after the, we talk. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is fun. Like, pitch meeting's really great. Like, I even like watching ones of movies that I love. Oh, yeah. Um, There's That's a couple that laugh. I won't watch because they're, there's some that it's just ra- – like, it, the, the movies are so bad that they're just run into the ground where I just don't yeah. want to watch them then. A lot of times though, I'll watch uh, I'll watch the pitch meeting for movies I just absolutely never will see. Like uh, the one for Cats is actually pretty good. Yeah, the one for uh, Cats is pretty good. And now I don't feel like I need to watch Cats. And I mean, I never would have anyway. But I probably definitely not. And I'll watch anything. <laughs> like I'll watch anything. I really will. Like I I don't have a a, a like a line that needs to be you drawn. You do watch like pretty bad movies, yeah. I've watched all the Twilights. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, I watched all the Twilight movies. You know what? Those aren't bad movies. They're really not. I, they're just, yeah, sure. People shit on them because uh, of their premise and everything, but they're uh, they're for a different crowd. They're for a yeah, different. They're, they're, they're for, not. They're, they're not for everybody. But oh, I honestly, some of the effects in them are bad. Some of the dialogue isn't really great. But they're not the worst things I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. Like I didn't shut them off. I shut Wonder Woman off after a while. <laughs> I fell asleep during Man of Steel. Um, yeah, uh, Man of Steel was, yeah, okay. I walked out of Cold Mountain. I walked out of White Chicks. Uh, oh, I sat through that. White Chicks? I walked out what on you, it. You were, was that when you were working at the theater, though? No. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I will watch almost everything. Cats, uh, I just don't feel like wasting my time. <laughs> right. And that's kind You're of where I feel. There enough. are some movies I just won't see just because I know I'm not interested in them. But yeah. they, uh, you know, I'll watch. I'll give everything a try for the most part, unless I just feel like I don't feel like watching this uh, for any real value. Like there's no ne- It's not necessary for me to see this film. 
Yeah. So there's that. Oh, so anyway, this is a good movie. I mean, if you can stomach the violence and the gore, um, which uh, is funny. I, I uh, went over to my mom and saw my mom this morning and I asked her because she uh, since it's on Netflix, I just assumed that she would have given it a chance because I'm always surprised by the, the types of movies that she watches. Uh, and I felt like this was probably something that she probably would have at least noticed. Mm-hmm. And so I asked and she said she started it and she did not last very long. Oh, I, really? Yeah, I, I, I don't think she could finish the opening sequence. Uh, which this I get my parents would probably watch and enjoy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, but no, like if you like, I, I'd say like if, if, yeah, if you're a person who likes heist movies, uh, and you also happen to like zombie movies, I guess it's then obviously watch it. But if you're not, I mean, if you're not a huge zombie movie fan, which I'm not, I've not seen, I don't know that I've seen any of the classic zombie movies. I've seen Shaun of the dead. I've seen 28 days later. Uh, you made me watch, um, Army of Darkness 2, not Army of Darkness. I was going to say, no, I didn't. What's the prequel of, um, Army of Darkness? Evil Dead? Evil Dead. You made me watch Evil Dead 2. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. You were not, when I first saw Evil Dead, you were not living around here, and... No, it was after the fact. It was like, oh, maybe it was somebody else. Somebody made no, me. Oh, I never hey, got. I've never asked you to watch. I love Evil Dead movies. I absolutely. Yeah. But I know damn well I've never shown you that because when I was introduced to it, you had already moved to Iowa City, and you'd been in Iowa, and you oh. lived in Iowa City for almost ten years. Okay, who did I watch that with then? I, have I no don't know. Idea. It's not me. Yeah, I would have remembered that. Yeah, I just assumed it was you. Anyway, uh-huh. yeah. So I've seen I've seen um, that movie, Evil Dead Two. Um, but I don't know. That's it. Like I've not seen Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, any of the Deads. Other than Sean of the Dead. Uh, let me think. Night of the Living Dead. Shit, dude. That's on YouTube. That's public domain. Really? That's, yeah, it's black and white. It's 1969. It's uh, oh it's yeah, yeah, public yeah. domain. So yeah, you can watch that straight up on YouTube. Um, shoot, you could. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, it's on in public domain. Dawn of the the original Dawn of the Dead is really really good it doesn't look great per se nowadays i mean but it's when it was was in the 80s wasn't it no it was 1979 oh even earlier okay and then there's day of the dead which came out in 85 uh that's my favorite it's not a movie i can recommend to everybody because it's just like two hours of sadness essentially that's george a romero right yes that was his third one um it's just kind of depressing because yeah. well, George Romero's films are all about satire. Yeah, well, they're political, aren't they? They're political, but they're also satire. Like the first one is set in the 60s. It's about people not just not getting along. Hmm. And Dawn of the Dead is all about consumerism. Yep. It's parodying people's consumerism. It takes place in a mall. Yeah. Um, Day of the Dead is in the 1985 hardcore Cold War, like anti-government Reagan era um militant people hating the military and stuff it's it's sad it's just a it's it's a very dour film wasn't there one in the early 2000s or the the 90s john of the uh none in the 90s he made a remake night of the living dead uh well, like he he helped out with it because they wanted to make some money off the name because they never did and then john of the dead and dawn of the dead remake came out was that uh, the dawn of the dead remake did uh, that george Romero. Oh yeah, yeah. Did a remake of it. That's the one I was talking about earlier. Um, yeah, but that's... um, oh crap, what's his name? The guy from Shaun of the Dead. Edgar Wright. 
No, the other one. Simon Pegg? Simon Pegg. He was in something, and I thought it was he a George A. Romero Land movie. of the Dead. Land of the Dead. That's yep. it. Land of the Dead came out like after Dawn of the Dead and Shaun of the Dead kind of revived, revived I'm sorry, zombies. Yeah. Uh, the studios came up and were like, George, you created this. Make a yeah. movie. And, 2005. Yep. He made Land of the Dead. Sean, uh, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright had a cameo in it as zombies. That one right. was... Some people don't like that movie. I don't hate it. It's very much um, Bush era. Yeah, it's well, it's it's about uh, capitalism, isn't it? Kind of, yeah. It, yeah. It's it's uh, some people really don't like it. I I find mm-hmm. I find it enjoyable. I was gonna watch it the other night, but I just didn't make time. And then George Romero started just making crap. He made Diary of the Dead, which is found footage. It's god awful. It's trash. Mm-hmm. And then his last mo- dead movie was Survival of the Dead. That one's not bad. It's, it's cheap. Like, the sad thing is, this guy created this entire genre. He created yeah. this creature. And he just started, he was just making terrible films. Because his mind was always bigger. His uh, his ambitions were always bigger than the budget he could get. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like studios. And he didn't like the rating system. So, a lot wow. of his movies got rated, got released unrated. And when you do that... When you say, I'm not going to do this for a rating, then the studios are like, well, we're not going to make it. Or the people yeah. producing it will say, well, I'm not giving you this much money then. Yeah. But sh- I, I guess I always assumed that that was kind of the appeal of him because they, he made low budget movies. Yeah. I mean, that probably ended up being the appeal because that's just how he had to make movies. But Yeah. yeah. Day of the Dead was originally greenlit for $10 million back in 1985. Wow. And they said, you got to hit an R rating. He said no. So they said, OK, here's $3 million. So they <laughs> butchered the script and the movie got released, released with an X rating. And wow. uh, yeah, that was back before NC-17. If your movie yeah, was passed yeah. an R and you refused to do anything about it, it would get rated X. And yeah. that means nobody would show it. Right. So, yeah, it's just kind of sad that he just couldn't. And I know mm. apparently before, like, George Romero died a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, apparently he was in the process of making a new one. And it sounds like someone's going to do it. And it's like, uh, ah. Yeah, not, it says Night of the Living Dead. It's in pre-production right now. I believe that was his son. His son was making a, a Night of the Living Dead movie, but I think someone else is doing it. Now. Oh, Into remember. the Dark? Exploring? No, that's a documentary. Um, I'm looking at his IMDb. Oh, don't look at IMDb. IMDb is full of lies. That's what you always say. Uh, yeah, it just says. Uh, uh, Road of the Dead. No, that's the that's that. Uh, he was making. What was he making? Lee was just telling me about this the other day. Mm. Oh yeah, Road of the Dead. Road of the Dead. Okay. Yeah, he was uh, road uh, saying the movies like The Road Warrior meets Rollerball at a NASCAR race. So shit. Pure trash. Would have been yeah. terrible. Yeah. Huh. Someone's making it, though. Interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I trust Wikipedia way more than I trust IMDb. IMDb, oh, no. I, I, I can go in sure. there and change change stuff if I want. You can do that to Wikipedia. Yeah, but Wikipedia will fact-check it. Oh, good point. Yeah, they'll fact-check it, and if you change something in there that you're not that's not supposed to be there, they'll take it out. IMDb, they don't care about jack squat. <laughs> I literally put myself on Wikipedia and got it deleted. Yeah, you need a legitimate reason to be on Wikipedia or else they'll, they won't keep it. They'll take it off. Yeah, I'm sorry. A content creator for 515 Comics being listed under famous people from Perry, Iowa isn't good enough. 
<laughs> uh, you're not notable enough. I'm sorry, man. Maybe if this podcast makes it, we should uh, we should try to make a uh, a Wikipedia for this podcast. We probably could. I, yeah, I mean we've been yeah, going plenty of citations. Right. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, we should probably wrap this up. But yes. Um. Go, yeah. If you have Netflix, watch it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's my recommendation. Watch <laughs> it. Uh, it's pretty good. Highly recommend it. And yeah. since it's on Netflix, I understand the length might get to you. Just pop, just turn it off, and then pick it up yeah, the next day. Two, two hours and twenty minutes. Uh. Yeah. Just watch it like a TV show. I would have been totally on board if they had done something like this for like Hateful Eight, where it was like four hours long, but they broke it into into four episodes, like hour long episodes. How long was Hateful Eight? Hateful Eight, I think, was three hours, but then Netflix acquired oh, it and uh, they and Tarantino reshot it to be four one hour episodes. So there's oh, cool. a mini series version of Hateful Eight on Netflix. It's totally recommendable. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Well, um, thanks for listening, then. Thanks for listening.